Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, this is Sharon Pierce and Jeremy Stanley and it's time to wake up Jeremy we're so lucky again today gosh we just keep getting luckier and luckier we have Ashley Fadan with us today looking forward to hearing what Ashley's got to say about social media and uh-huh. pros and cons and she's definitely a pro of social media absolutely she's the princess diana of social <laughs> media you know princess diana knew how to use the media well ashley knows how to use social media ashley's an innovator an early adopter she's a leader did i hear you're running for region director also too ashley yeah, did indeed. Oh, well, good for you. Wow, Congratulations! Well, thank you. And go <laughs> to school, getting your doctorate. Yes, and working. Sounds very familiar. And, and working. And somehow, is there anything and somehow you staying married. Oh, <laughs> staying wow. married too. That's all about yeah. a careful balance, as everyone here knows. That's it. That's it. Well, there's a hierarchy there. We're not going to ask who places where (laughs) at this particular point. You know, Ashley's also an administrator of a large Facebook forum of CRNAs and SRNAs. So how many members do y'all have on that page now, Ashley? Uh, Last I looked, we have over 25,000. Wow. Wow, that's that's impressive. 25,000 students and uh, certified nurse anesthetist. So we got a, a large, large crew that contributes yeah. to that page every day. Wow. Absolutely. Well, that's almost half of the membership. If you look that, at is, that. Mm-hmm. that is yeah. true. That is true. Pretty impressive. I would think it'd be a pretty large job to be an administrator. I know there are several of you, but I know mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. very active in that regard. And that's probably almost a job in and of itself, I would think. If only I qualified for Class B credits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we need to talk to Randy about that. Yeah, <laughs> we need to bring that up, see if that would work. Absolutely. Well, let's just go ahead and jump right in and get this lively discussion going. So why don't you talk about the good things about social media to start us off with, the pros of social media, Ash? Sure. I kind of see the, the massive benefit of social media is a method of kind of a galvanization of sorts. Like the CRNA, SRNA group is a really, really great example. And kind of the brilliant thing about social media is that it kind of, it has disrupted away, disrupted things in a way that it allows everyone to have an equal voice. You know what I mean? It's sometimes people come up with ideas. We have great advocacy. We have great leaders that show up like Betsy Majma. She's the owner of the CRNA SRNA group. And this was just a mini social experiment for her for something. And it has grown out of control. It just, it's not out of control, but it's just grown tremendously. Like for instance, for instance, talk about galvanization. There was a video yesterday that was done, a live video. Oklahoma is pushing some pretty heavy legislation. Mm-hmm. But hopefully by the time this comes out, everything really works in our favor. I think they're going for full scope of practice. And I think they're going for opt-out at the same time. 
-hmm. It's heavy. It's really wonderful. So yesterday, Betsy did a live video. And as of earlier this afternoon, they raised from across the country over $3,500 in PAC donations from CRNAs all over the country. Yeah, and that's just in, that's in like less than 12 hours, right? And that's with one video. That's with one push. What I'm hearing from you is it's a great way for diffusion of information rapidly Mm -hmm. into a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. And the benefit of it is that if used appropriately, if the information is right, it can really reach people that normally it wouldn't without Snail mail, if anyone ever uses that anymore, because I use PayPal and Venmo and all those Mm -hmm. other things and (laughs) e-cards, it takes a long time for correspondence to happen. It takes a long time for messaging to happen. And to reach the number of people, you can only make one phone call. Like we're fortunate with tech. We have all three of us in a call at one time, right? Imagine you have one message and it can reach 25, 25,000 people, or you can make it public. Let's say it's on your own personal page. And things can go viral and mm-hmm. grow and make a true, hopefully a positive impact in making a difference on things, whether it be education, whether it be advocacy, whether it be a meme and make everyone's day, because it suits some of the memes out there are absolutely amazing. It really can make a strong impact in ways that wasn't really available 15, 20 years ago. But Ashley, you you know, you gave the example of Betsy and advocacy, I see as a great way to use this and the way you utilize that, I think. Are there other examples of what, you know, our CRNAs out there who could take this to their own state and maybe do certain things like this? Are there any examples you can give of that? Oh, oh, absolutely. Kelly Dieter, I believe she, I forget which award she won this past year for Ohio. She used, the, there's an Ohio CRNAs, SRNAs page, which I'm lucky enough to be part of because I went to school in Cleveland. So Case Western's in the house. That's for my, oh, my Ohio peeps, Case Western. Um, she's been able to relate. And granted, their legislation didn't go as far as it wanted to this past year. But she's still pushing them really, really hard. Like, for instance, the overall expectation was for CRNAs to fill out post-op orders when it really wasn't within their scope of practice. Right, mm-hmm. but the docs all expected right. them to do so, and now the messaging is because the legislation failed. Was don't do the job for them, make them write their own darn orders, ah, and you're able oh, to reach, go. and you're able to reach and get that message out without first of all it going too far. You can select who can see those messages, hope most of the time, and you can still really try to make a big effect with that advocacy to make things move one way or another. Kelly has done an amazing job. Both Jenny Smith and Kelly have done a, a fantastic job. Right. Um, another person, another, oh, they're amazing. And another great influencer who's really utilized social media is Lena Gold with her diversity. Right. She has been relentless in her social media advocacy, and it's truly made a difference. We've had students from Puerto Rico come all the way out to our national meetings. Their trips have been funded by CRNAs across the country. People who never even met the students are helping pay their way to get them exposure to our organization. And that's something that is absolutely invaluable. You know? Right. It's really wonderful. What about networking? (laughs) I think that has far-reaching implications. Oh, well, you know, I earned my first job as a new grad actually because of social media. I don't think anyone knows this is that no. the first job the first job I had lined up fell through 
as it often happens with new grads, you think you got this sweet, excellent gig, and then poof, oh, we hired someone else. It's like, ah. Oh. So I put a post out actually on my Facebook page in 2000, oh gosh, seven. Hey, anybody know any of any jobs in the Seattle metro area? And I was friends with a unit secretary who gave me the internal code for a CRNA job at the University of Washington. Well, and that's how I got my first job was not just internetwork of CRNAs, but just overall. I mean, it's pretty amazing how people do things. But yeah, networking, finding jobs, finding employment, and discussing clinical issues. I think especially with a lot of all of us pushing for independent practice and the scenarios we find ourselves in, being able to bounce off ideas and technology and thought in a relatively safe space is something that you're never going to get out of a textbook. Some of the postings that I will see also is you may have family in, all right, I know you're in Washington state and, you know, I may have some family or somebody I know out there and something happens and I've seen postings, you know, I've got a friend that had a car accident in South Carolina. Anybody know anybody out there? And, you know, the anesthesia community is, fairly small in that regard and people will pop up and you'll see all the postings yes I know somebody that works at that hospital or I work at that hospital and you know it's there's an interconnectedness there I completely agree and to be honest with you minus um I really hate that phrase because I'm always honest. So I'm not sure why anyone says to be honest because that doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, I, some I actually, people are not. Ashley. <laughs> no, that's true. I, I do my best. Um, <laughs> I believe that minus like advocacy and education, I think this is where we thrive as a family. Because I call our colleagues, we're family. I might be the crazy auntie that shows up at your Thanksgiving table, but. When it comes down, we all are under the same umbrella. We all have, doesn't matter, political issues, religion, whatever leanings. This is one umbrella that we all come together, and that is the love of, of each other in one way or another. And, you know, when we have a time of crisis, we are there for each other. And social media has really allowed and promoted that. I've used that outlet for my stepmom, my cousin in Maine. I've had all of us, I think, at one period of time who's had a kid who's sick or their college, their kids away from college. And people, we will always, always step up to help each other. And I really think that it's allowed, that's been a shining, shining moment of social media utilization is the fact that we are so small, but yet we are so effective, especially when it comes to supporting each other in times of need. You know, yeah, those, are, um, those are really great points. It really is. It's a shining moment. Whenever you see someone say, hey, whoever took the CRNA at, you know, so-and-so in Florida, whoever did my dad's open heart surgery, I made sure it was a CRNA. I didn't know your name, but thank you so much. You know, right. it, may, it just, it really, it makes you so proud of, of what we do. That's true. You know, I've been following Stephen Blanchard from Virginia oh, and yeah. his family was burned in that house fire. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's been pretty good about coming back and posting updates because you feel that connectedness again. So I can see that that's a really important piece of this. You know, another thing is I've seen what Jeff Malter and his business that he has with this regional anesthesia. So mm -hmm. I think Block it, Buddy. 
Block buddy. Yeah, that. block buddy. That again. Oh, I just want to say Case Western in the house. I'm just throwing that out again. Sorry. Uh, yeah. All roads come out of Ohio one way or another. Um, but yeah, yeah but well, business growth. It really has. Well, and the thing is, is that typically, and forgive me if I'm wrong, and Sharon, you'd be a much better reference for this. But CRNA-owned businesses came to be known through mailings, through speakers through exhibiting um, mm-hmm. and things. And, and now you have like, you've got Block Buddy and I'm just starting up in a critical access hospital. So I'm looking forward to downloading that, Jeff. Um, you have the rise of SOFA, the society for, I know Julie Harris right. was, has done a podcast. She's amazing. Um, yes, you've had the rising of SOFA. You've had the Twin Oaks Anesthesia Group. You've had Maverick, CE2U, and all of these really wonderful CRNA-owned businesses have been able to really become successful and known. And I'm not sure how possible and plausible that was to have all these really great meetings and workshops without people, one, spending a tremendous money on advertising and having exposure. But, you know, how many times do you get a mailing and you toss it in? But, man, when it shows up in your Facebook feed and then you get people's opinions of, oh, this course was fantastic. You get to see the feedback. It's an immediate response as opposed to calling your friend who went to somebody who knows someone who went to one five years ago. It changes the dynamic of business completely, and it promotes the people in our profession to allow us to do what we do best, and that's caring for people in a really, really wonderful way, like with regional and pharmacology and all of those other things. It's really been quite wonderful to see those groups grow, and they continue to grow, and they're not alone. And we keep going back to the education piece, I think. Um, Yeah. Talking about this and even down, like you said, to speakers. I went to a meeting and I heard this lecture, found it very informative. And as someone in my state who still puts together meetings in my spare time. Oh, because we have it. Yeah, I know. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So it's nice to be able to see exactly what you said, that feedback piece. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes a big difference. And it allows states too. You know, oh, you're right. Yeah, Arizona. Gary Bridges, one of his initiatives, I think when he was president-elect, started a meetings page. But allows it allows for exposure for states, which increases revenue for the states as well, which again helps us. I believe Arizona did an outstanding job of advertising their Sonoma conference this past fall. And same thing with I know Hawaii's having a meeting, which I wish I could go to. Sorry, I can't oh, go. You need to work. go. It is an I know meeting. Great tax today. Uh, if I could get the time off work, I would so go. But it's allowed states to have better exposure too, as opposed to spending all the money for mailings and advertisements and hopefully have word of mouth. It's been really, really great for the growth of education. And especially with like regional, like I love it when I, and I'm a, I am not a regional guru by any means. That's not my, one of my strengths. But well, you're uh, going to be downloading t- Block Buddy, so you. Might uh, I Block Buddy's going to help me out. <laughs> um, but to see like Scott Ridgen and the blocks that he does for pain management, when you're seeing Ron Ron Wing post things, and I mention all these people's names because social media is is about everyone and them making an impact on the things that they're able to do. You know, Jonathan Klein 
does amazing jobs of showing off the regional techniques or the blocks to stop migraines. People doing Botox. Like, um, I want to say I Jennifer Snyder's I, advertising. I <laughs> well, but she's but part of a fundraiser for Idaho and how Idaho's meeting is getting such notoriety is because she's offering a Botox workshop. Oh, wow. How brilliant well, is that? Where, that? Yeah, come on. Pacific Northwest, Sharon. But, but, you you but it, it allows for innovations like that to allow us to get exposure, to be able to push further into our practice than would normally be. Yeah, Sharon, it's I just really... saw this week there's a uh, ketamine right. group out there now. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah. They had, to, yeah. they had to change the wording of the ketamine because Facebook actually blocked the oh, word really? ketamine because oh, they thought it was drug promotion. Yeah, so it's like K-E-T hyphen A hyphen mine mean, or they had to alter yeah. the spelling of it because of Facebook's algorithms. Yeah, well, she, I don't think Graver drug anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I could see why, you know, a certain... Interesting. Yeah, why that would be necessary. Well, yeah. you know, we've talked about all the good things about social media. And yes. there's always some cons to social media. So how about we address some of those? So what is the downside of social media? Downside of social media is what's out there, whatever is posted online, is eternal. Mm, and I'm glad I have around whenever I was going. Me too. So what <laughs> yes. you're saying is don't I, drink and social media. <laughs> well, it, it's, sometimes yeah, just like, fun. Um, just like you know, texting. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but it's one of those things that uh, I think that people, especially we're such a passionate crowd. We love what we do, right? There's mm -hmm. a reason why $3,500 is raised within a few hours from a video, right? There's a reason why, like, Dina Falaschi had her CRNA for vets to help with the VA administration, which actually got published in an ASA magazine, which is really hilarious because mm -hmm. we scared them. There's a reason why that we're very passionate about what we do. And it's different when you're sitting across the table from someone and having a strong debate or in the call room or in the lounge with your colleagues and you're talking about a technique or an outcome that wasn't great, you know, that's a heat educational moment. But the second you go behind a keyboard and you don't have a person in front of you, something changes. Mm -hmm. And I've been guilty for this too. I'm by no means, I'm guilty for this too. I put myself in check a lot. I've learned how to scroll on by whenever I disagree right. with somebody. But a lot of times people go negative. And when you go negative and you start getting trenched in your thoughts, that bridge of communication is gone. And people start saying really, really harsh, mean, really unfortunate things that, one, aren't changing people's minds, right? There's a meme that says, you know, the, the, it's a pie chart, and it says the number of opinions changed through Facebook, and it's like one <laughs> big red circle. <laughs> because no one's – it's true. I mean, right. it, it's literally – and so there's a boundary of communication that for some reason when we sit behind a keyboard, we're so much, and we, I'm just including myself in this, is that sometimes people are so more concerned about being right or being correct mm -hmm. than they are about taking on the perspective and the lens of the other person on the other side of the screen. And that is a downfall because that other side of the screen, it could be a student who had a bad day. It could be someone who's asking for help because their work circumstance is terrible. 
It could be someone who is new into a practice and it was, was really looking for helpful advice and they got lambasted because, mm -hmm. you know, the translation of verbal versus written is very, very different. And you can be kind of assertive with someone in person, but the second you put that into to written language, the impact is very, very different. And it shuts down that uh, opportunity and that window of communication because I'll trench myself up. I'm going to wall myself up. I have to defend myself all of a sudden. And if I have to defend myself, then that bridge is broken. That communication isn't happening. Yeah. So, and being anonymous, you know, people will do things whenever they are anonymous. And some people will adopt mm -hmm. pseudonyms and you don't know who they are. I mean, even on CRNA, SRNA, and you may know who they are, Sivo, Florine, mm -hmm. whoever mm -hmm. that is, or whatever. So people will adopt a whole other persona. You know, I was reading an article the other day because we, kind of become an impolite society and you know some people will blame social media for that but another thing and I never thought about this and Jeremy having small children this is true because we don't have to say please and thank you you say Alexa uh. call Jeremy Stanley or Siri call Jeremy Stanley you don't have to say Alexa please call Jeremy Stanley so we don't have that politeness with our technology. I thought it was Alexa needs Alex it that's interesting. Alexa needs a manners mode. Where she wants yeah. to like say that. please and thank you. That's exactly. that's great. Maybe we can send that to Amazon and see if they'll do that. There yeah, you go. right. I'll I'll go I'll reach out to Jeff myself. Like, hey there dude. Yeah, well right Alexa hey. needs manners mode. He's getting a divorce, <laughs> Please. Ashley. There might be there might be opportunity there. there. Oh <laughs> no, my dude. Sixty-eight million, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, in all honesty, I'd rather go work for their health insurance and kind of expedite advanced practice nursing and, and cost affordability. If I'm going to be involved with Amazon, it's a very hard go. business to. It's a very challenging having living where I do here with them. It's a very cutthroat business, but. I think Alexis with manners mode is a wonderful idea. If only Facebook would just yeah. have an automatic please and thank you. There you go. Um, but you the go. reason, so the reason why, just to go back to pseudonyms and anonymous postings, which as an administrator I put forth. And sometimes these anonymous posts don't go through because I talk, I, I work with people through their problems so they don't have to, I'm kind of like a pseudo counselor in that way. So they don't have to announce things to a right. membership of 25,000 people. It could be, you know, today I witnessed a student get berated with their second day of clinical because they use a stylet with their ET tube. You know, the original post isn't necessarily always the problem. It's the dialogue that follows. And I bring that up a lot. A lot of times things get really, really informational, but when people start going back and forth and things go a little bit on the darker side and then Michael Jackson shows up eating popcorn, you know that it's gone too far. <laughs> but it's one of those things that, well, for jobs, people, for employment, people searching Facebook, Google, people's names, and I've done this. I've actually left a job recently because I researched a name on Google. They hired someone who I didn't think should be anywhere near a patient, so I left. Whatever people are hiring, make no mistake that your employers are looking on social media. Your chief CRNA or whoever is hiring you either is on that site or someone in that group is on that site and they're going to be searching your name 
and they're going to be searching your responses. And if you come across, if you, well, it's true. And that's why I'm saying that Facebook is eternal. And same thing with tweets. Same thing with Instagrams. Although, you know, I, I don't think that our community is as involved with Twitter, although we should be. We're not as involved as we should. I don't have the bandwidth to manage 17 different social media accounts. But mm -hmm. um, the things that we put out there, you mean, you can scrub and things like that, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean that someone hasn't taken a screenshot to use in a different day. And that's something that I, you know, that I think that social media users should be really, really cognizant, especially when you're in that heated moment of, I have to be right, as right. opposed to right. just taking a step back and saying, okay, let me just for a moment, the research says this, but maybe they had a different experience than what, you know, JMA or ANA or AGN or, you know, any other, you know, analgesia, analgesia, that maybe they had a different experience that I wasn't there to see. So, you know, whenever you start going down that really negative pathway, that will reflect, that will show up in a news feed. Yeah, um, I think some people and some of the things that they post, if they ever really thought about it, because some of them can be pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. And, you know, this is something that I had to think about a lot whenever I was president, because I really did not interact on the social media page, which I took heat for in one regard. But, you know, number one, it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. and to try and address each and every one. And sometimes they get really kind of ugly some of yeah, those interchanges and you know as a leader you've got to think is it worth my my mental bandwidth to deal with that and so I didn't engage so much now you know one one did after uh, my presidency was over but he grew up in that social media kind of mm -hmm. well Juan's actually older than I am, but Juan is an early innovator. Oh, I'm holding. Sure, I'm using that someday. That I'm, 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 I'm putting that token of knowledge in the back of my if head. Juan somewhere. is listening. You're in trouble. <laughs> but, but he was one of those early adopters, innovators. You know, he had mm -hmm. old gas passers, mm -hmm. yeah. and so he was more used to that yeah. medium yeah. to work with. I was, yeah. I was not. Yeah, well, I don't and, think and any of us really grew up with it. No, <laughs> no, Ashley no. Grew up. Ashley might have. Oh, you're so kind. No, <laughs> no. I got into it after, actually, right before graduate school. So, so 2007. Uh, and it's been a learning curve for me. Like I said, it, it's interesting too because people now see email as it's hard to get the mass reach. You know, like on the CRNA, SRNA page, and that, that's the benefit of it, too, is that people can be so mean, just challenging. I guess challenging is a big word, because I don't think people ever actually go out there thinking, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings today. I'm just going to go up, and I'm sure there's one or two people out there. But no one's like, you know what, I want to completely devastate their day-to-day. -day. I'm going to make them feel like they're two inches tall. I don't think most of us do that. Right. I think that the people are wanting that interaction, like as on the membership engagement task force that I was on um, with many amazing people of our association, there's too many for me to name on this call right now. When we ask members, they want to have that outreach. And I think part of the deficit that we have is that, you know what, it shouldn't have just been you, Sharon, answering those requests and, and having that dialogue. 
You know, I think that the entire board, it's more than the ANA is more than just the president or the president-elect or the CEO. There's also region directors. There's also our PR people. There's Ralph Cole, who's actually on the CRNA's SRNA's page, who can really interact and one, lighten the load of that solo person. But also it allows exposure to be able to ask these questions and, and have a massive response. And it goes both ways in having... Um, and I can say this is where schools really paid off for me, the doctorate, is that it allows me to reconsider how I'm going to be answering questions, which I mm -hmm. think is really, really helpful too, is that, and it helps in social media too, because I get in some pretty hefty political debates, not on the CRNA page, but on my own personal page. And I actually seek common ground with pretty much anyone who posts anything on my page. Your son and I have actually gone back and forth on things too. Oh, but it's all yes, of, you have. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I got great love for him. I think he's a really fantastic gentleman. And just because we don't agree on some things doesn't mean like, oh, exactly. a terrible person. But Adults I think that... can agree to disagree sometimes. Disagree. And I think, and I think that... That people miss. Yeah, and I think that's a learned skill. Actually, I think that as our association kind of comes in the technology, because the ANA... Our Facebook page, I would like to see it stronger. I would right. like to see it have more of a presence. I would like it to see it to be more influential. I think that it's a right now is a great breeding ground of learning how to, when you have the challenging questions about, you know, the ASA statement that just came out that it was absolutely lies and heinousness and it was bad. And I look forward to, you know, managing that in my own time when I have it. Being able to say, you know, there's more than just saying I'm listening, ask for information ask for the feedback. How can we best help you? And that way the board, as opposed to saying, I'm not getting any emails or, you know, because email just goes to one person. There's not a transparency of dialogue between a number of people, which is where a complex, great organization like Amazon, Google, being able to change on a dime comes from. It's that having that adaptable space to be able to galvanize ideas and creativity to make magic happen. So, with Facebook, I think this is a prime opportunity to really take moments of conflict and moments that are challenging, because from what I can tell in the, the uh, I'm afraid to say, like now almost 11-year history in, in the organization, there's always going to be challenges. <laughs> it's never easy. Right. So do you but we can learn how to use other, that. Do you see any other medium um, taking that place, or you think Facebook is going to be it. I remember when my kids were into MySpace. I was going to say, I'm going to activate my MySpace account. Well, Sharon, I can tell you, yeah. my uh, eight, 18-year-old says Facebook <coughs> is for old people. Oh. Um, so Facebook's not cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Snapchat, Instagram. And so people on Facebook, we're all, all old now. So it's got to be mm -hmm. something else, I think, with this next generation. And, and they're going to communicate vastly different than we even do. And, you know, if you're 30, 40, 50 something years old, the generation behind you in their 20s is already communicating in a different language we don't even understand. Oh, yeah. They have WhatsApp. They've got the method of technology in which they communicate is phenomenal. My 12-year-old my niece, we text. We don't talk on the phone. That's her preference. I'm obviously fine talking a lot, but she prefers text messaging, right? And, and that's another thing that we can, that I think will evolve hopefully with time is the outreach that we have is utilizing an app to social media wise, utilizing the text messaging to get people to advocate. And you now can just send one big face message. Yeah. Oh, do in we? In North Carolina, in North Carolina, we, oh, we have, don't have a, a 
mass texting capabilities. Of course, we have to get their numbers if they give them to us. But I think we only have about half of the memberships. But we can use that. It's a start. Uh, mass texting Absolutely. to push out information right now, which is really nice. Well, Scott Carhey out of Illinois, he just recently graduated. He actually developed an advocacy app. And just to wheel it back to Facebook, he reached out to me on Messenger. Mm-hmm. And it, it completely anonymously and networking, and we helped finish part of his DNP because of technology. Because you can have an app that will you can click in and immediately send advocacy updates on national and local levels. It takes the simplicity out all from your phone. There's no having to log in 17 times to get something done. People want an immediate response, and I think they that, that right now yeah. they want well, they want it easy. I donated to Oklahoma via PayPal yesterday because of Betsy's wow. video. I got motivated. Betsy was going to offer me salsa. Uh, and I was like, I will eat your homemade salsa. Here's 250 That's bucks. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, right? But so it's one of those things that people want the immediacy. And the next generation is going to have it too. I mean, Facebook isn't without its drawbacks. You know, people take screenshots of their coworkers and they do sabotage. And this sadly happens more often than anyone really knows because as an administrator, I see it. We hear about it a lot. Um, because the nature of nursing, and that's a whole other conversation and dialogue about horizontal violence and how things are got this way, the dynamic that we have for each other. Mm-hmm. I probably could do a whole podcast on that. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things that that's their downside. I mean, people take screenshots. I know of a student who got penalized in a program for defending his fellow students, Someone sent screenshots to his program director, and he got a poor grade for his quarter, even though his clinical aptitude was phenomenal. Well, I um, think you hit the nail on the head when you said eternal presence. Be careful mm-hmm. what you're putting out there because it can always come back to bite you. So as we kind of wrap this yeah. up, is there anything that you would leave with people or any ideas that you would want to get across to your fellow CRNA colleagues as we uh, kind of close this out? I'm a big Star Wars fan. I don't know if anybody knows that. I'm a really big Star Wars fan. The first three episodes don't really exist. The last six are amazing, or the last five are fantastic. <laughs> six if you count Rogue One. Use the Force for good. Oh, it is such I an incredible... That. Because there is so much to be gained from it that to use it for a self-fulfilled ego... Adrenaline rush, you know, that Simon Sinek thing of the why, just because it makes you feel good, just because that's not it. Because the benefit of me feeling good does not, for me, it does nothing for us as a family. It does nothing for us as an organization and as an association. Use the internet and use the interweb and use the Facebook and the Twitter and Instagram and all that. There is so much to be accomplished through this. There's so much good that can come of it. That if we just take a step back and take a deep breath and wonder, is this the right thing I should be doing right now? Is this going to benefit me or is this going to benefit 54,000 people? And reflect upon that and then proceed. Use the Facebook for good. Use the force for good. I like that. I like that. We might have to coin that phrase for you. Yeah, use the Facebook force for good. good. I like that. I like that. Well, Ashley, Thanks, Yoda. we want to thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ashley, a.k.a. Yoda, thank you for joining <laughs> us today and giving us these words of wisdom about social media. You know, it's, I've always kind of 
I don't know what's the word for it been a little bit scared of it in some ways but I really like your term use the force for good so with that I think we're going to wrap up and we appreciate you being with us and this is Sharon Pierce and Jeremy Stanley thanks for joining us thank you guys Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere else that streams podcasts. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, president of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and president and founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support.